Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Miller, and of course we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. It is finally nice out there. I think we've crested the the winter season here, and we're on the right path. We have crested the winter season. I like that. Yeah, you do, do you? I'm still out here in, in my winter clothes, but that's okay. I like to be warm and comfortable. <laughs> you like to sweat? How cold is yeah. it up there? I live in the North Country. It's plus 11, so I mean, it's, it's still... <laughs> it's a weight loss program at this point. <laughs> but I'm working on it. <laughs> And my doctor tell me today that uh, I have too much fat in my diet and I need to cut back on my my fats. So my cholesterol was high. I'm at that age now. <laughs> Speaking of that, you and, we'll dad, you. you and dad text a lot more than I know, don't you? <laughs> hey, did you take your water pill today? No, I haven't taken my water pill today yet, but I've got my tea going. Oh, that's good. What are you going to knit today? Well, no, I'm going to crochet a little bit. Oh, did you work on the Volkswagen? I, I, now, <laughs> I now have a pill caddy. Even. <laughs> oh, I got no words. I have two of them. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> you know, those are life goals right there. <laughs> You can introduce your dad or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sit beside me, as always, is the patriarch of redneck country. My father, real redneck, Domilar. Dad, is your mic hot? It's hot, and it was a beautiful night for a walk over, and I turned 75 this month. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, so don't complain about your age, Bill. <laughs> well, okay, I got nothing to complain about then. We're all good. Life is good. I got my, my tea here, a good conversation, and it's going to be a good night for podcast. Good conversation, yep. <laughs> and, I, and I don't chintz out on carrying equipment in the woods either. I, I carry a 30-pound chair. <laughs> he ain't fooling. He ain't fooling at all. But before yeah. we get there, because I got some text messages from you. How, from me? Yeah, what did you do this week, Bill? This week was an absolute wonder of a week in many ways. It was a well-rounded week, I could say, that's for sure. Got the Volkswagen engine all tuned up, dialed up, ready to go, which you do not know about because I didn't include you on those text messages. But I included your dad, so we got that figured out. (laughs) The pace car for the next... 24k run in your area <laughs> yeah we run fast up here so it, uh, that's that's done ready to go and i had the uh, epiphany yesterday that everything on that car now that i can do is pretty much done to a point where i now need to, to start to implore my wife's time and uh, get her involved in doing the headliner in the interior and we're that close to being ready to put it on the road which I'm excited about. Ooh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I, I want to see the Maiden Drive on video. Well, I got to bleed the brakes first. It could be a short trip if I don't do that. (laughs) You'd be be like, is this in slow-mo or is this regular speed? I can't tell. (laughs) When I run over you, it'll be just fast enough. So, but yeah, that was that. And then uh, Saturday morning, I had the uh, the maiden trip out to the uh, the turkey hunt woods, Did you and know? that was an absolute blast. I had a great time out there, that's for sure. So, you know, <laughs> Wait, is there any pictures of the sunrise? 
the, no, I, that came to my mind as as I was sitting there in, in my blind thinking about all the possible things I could talk about on this podcast, and the picture of the beautiful sunrise was was just not there. So, but no, I got I, I got up four o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know I, I got a little bit of a drive to go to to get where I'm going, and and I knew when I got there that. Um, there would be water on the path that I was walking through. Well, I didn't realize there was going to be that much water. I could have had uh, chest waders <laughs> and, and I would have been okay. But it were, the way it was, I go, I, I hunt County Bush and, you know, it's a crapshoot as to what, what's going to be there. And, and uh, you know, I made things happen last year. So I decided to go right back to the same spot that I went um, this, this hashtag make year, it right? happen. Yeah, and we, you and I talked. We were trying to decide back and forth whether I bring decoys or not. And you know, I decided decoys it was, and put the, put it all out, see what, what I could come up with. And but to get there, man, oh man, I was one inch away from having water come over my big boots that, that come up to my knees, and there was no way I could go back, forward, left, right. I, I was stuck. <laughs> so the ATV trail was overflowed with, with water. And, and uh, for probably, I don't know, 200 yards, I was playing, is it going to sink me or am I going to make it? <laughs> and I don't like playing that game at 530 in the morning. When, when that you're on happens for me, I just turn it on Roadrunner style. <laughs> well, I thought about it, but, you know, I, I thought, and then I got uh, thinking, well, maybe I can make a leap and get across this, but I can't tell <laughs> How deep it is on the other side. So that's it. it you be, just got to commit, man. Roadrunner, go uh, leap, jump, oh. move. The, the faster you <laughs> move the feet and the harder you stomp, you push that water away for that quick that split second. And you just got to keep on trucking. Hard, hard thrust down and then just keep picking just up speed. Keep moving. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know sure. you don't know what speed really is because you are a Volkswagen owner, but yeah. you, you, as fast as you can, <laughs> stomp that's and it. go. Stomp up and go. Well, I knew for sure if I got in there, there would be nobody following me in in the morning. That's for sure. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I got I got there and I was hanging on to a branch and testing the water with a, one foot and hoping the branch would, would hang, uh, uh, you know, hang on. And had my I felt I felt terrible. If anybody had a shot, they would have had a good laugh. But I had my decoys on my back and the decoys got caught in the tree, you know, that I was trying to walk around. So now I'm hung up in the tree in you know just about the right size of water to get over my boots i got the gun in the gun sock in one hand thinking if i drop this it's gone because I, I can't i'll be in a muddy puddle here trying to figure out where the gun is and i hadn't even got to my spot yet so this was the morning so then i you know i finally you know navigated through the the pool and made it uh, to my spot and i get set up and i'm set up for i don't know 10 minutes and all of a sudden the bush lights up and it doesn't light up with what you think no, I had coy- no. coyotes uh. yeah the coyotes probably 300 yards or so maybe a little bit further than that start howling and there's probably two or three of them in the bush still dark right still dark yeah still dark it was it was before legal shooting time you know i'm set up i, I put a ground blind up um you know with my turkey chair with the, the blind in front had my decoys out probably 25 uh, yards in front of me and uh you know i had a cup of coffee and a hard-boiled egg and and i thought this is a, gonna be a good morning and all of a sudden the coyotes howl and believe it or not three shot gobbles 
Right after well, the coyotes. Right after howl. the coyotes howl. <laughs> like, Stupid turkeys are teasing them. They're teasing them. <laughs> <You're> fool. <laughs> I'm going to see uh, feathers and it's not going to be from the end of my gun. That's I the explain. kind of turkeys I want to hunt. They're not afraid <laughs> of coyotes. They, you got yeah. a shotgun, bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, and that was between, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe about quarter to quarter to six. That's what maybe it is. The almost guy was not the almost guy last year. You made a hat because you're shooting either either fearless or just downright stupid turkeys. <laughs> yeah, it's probably exactly <laughs> what it is. They're, they're not afraid of the almost guy. Yeah, they're know? like that guy's calling like a wounded owl, but we're not even afraid of coyotes. So we're gonna walk no. into there and see what's going on. <laughs> pick, pick a fight but the birds uh you know they, they responded a couple times right around six o'clock the legal shooting time uh for me i think sun sun up was what six eleven or something like that maybe quarter after six so we were i was in the in there ready to go and i had a couple gobbles on roost two different toms right out in front of me i would say uh about 300 yards oh it's tough to tell it's tough to tell That's with close, the, uh, close enough it's close, close. it's close enough it got my blood pumping that's for sure and I'm thinking and when they were on roost I had one response to the slate call so you know they're close enough if you can get them to respond with the slate call yep and sure enough they hit the ground and shut right up and I didn't hear another gobble right up until about now, six did you quit calling when they hit the well, ground and shut up that's a good question I did for a little bit I tell about 6.30 or so uh, And then I got on the mouth call And called a little bit louder Because they They, they were nowhere to be found They didn't make a single sound From about 6 o'clock I don't know Until about 6.30 And then at 6.30 They were for sure On the ground And I hit them with a, a mouth call And it was Instant response they, they cut my call off And I'm thinking Game on It is and At that When they cut you it, off They're, they're there they, they cut me off uh, when I when I called, and I and I got I got excited. You know, I'm thinking they're coming. And I'm is just that when I the got the text line. messages? Yeah, that's when you got the text messages. And my time time line might be a little bit off here, but it was not very long after that uh, when I texted came on to you that um, it, he was in my mind he was coming because that call you know when he cut cut my my uh, uh, mouth call off he started coming. And the second, there was a second one behind him. I know for sure. And again, I don't, I don't see any one of these. I'm just uh, picturing where they are in the bush, and there's not, not a whole lot between him and I besides a little bit of hardwoods. And I'm sitting in pines, so not on the field edge. I'm in the bush, and uh, now my heart's pumping. And I'm waiting for it, and then all of a sudden, it just turned right off. And it, the calls got very. Um, uh, you know the, the distance between there The gap between the calls When they were calling And I was calling And I, I think I may have Overcalled No shut your at, mouth at See that's where I was gonna go I was gonna go there Yeah No and I think I did And I, and I got thinking Honestly about Some of the Some of the things That, that you've done That has worked In your area But I just think I have smarter birds Where I am yeah, We just you said know? this That you got You got Well maybe Maybe they're smart fearless <laughs> The smart fearless birds But uh, I was picturing uh, Some of the videos You had and, and how you over called in my opinion but you still got birds to, to call and I thought oh, forget it just make a bunch of noise and that's what I'm saying and I'm going to tell you right my noise. story from this weekend yeah. that is so then, just that yeah so I got uh, yeah, my birds had commitment issues that's for sure and the uh, <laughs> 
They were around, but you know, story of my life. You almost got once bitten, twice shy. You got yeah. You got some scorn yeah. birds there. I had an experience, and I actually saw two deer on my way to the uh, uh, to to my turkey hunt spot, and heard coyotes and heard turkeys. So all in all, better day than sitting sitting in bed. So rushed home better than sleep. So yeah, decoys, how many did you put out? What'd you take? I took uh, three decoys, two hens, one one feeder hen, one one. I'm not going to say standing hen. She's like a, a walking style hen, and uh, Jake. So all right, hens and a Jake. All right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, the the decoys certainly were not the the deciding well, factor. If they had to know- come close. I'm majority anti-decoy guy. I know you are. But, Man. but I will say that this Saturday for us was different. It was, was it? It was. So, so yeah. I will, I will share my side of our story because I sat with dad and then I will take it up to a certain point and then I will pass okay. it over to dad because it's his story to tell. Under home. Very good. So... If you're ready, Bill, I don't want to cut you off, but it's yeah, no. The only other thing I did on Saturday, I went to the trap club and shot with Frank and his dad, and I sent you that text message. Oh, yeah, which you I'm sorry, I got, I got, I got tied up, and I didn't get to respond last night. But it's yeah, okay. I see that. I have uh, big shoulders, and I'm not, uh, <laughs> not not offended much. Well, yeah, no. Well, being my friend, you can't. You got to have thick skin. No, but I do apologize exactly because I I get upset when nobody responds to my text messages. But yeah, that's well, the narcissist in me. If I message you, yeah. you respond. It's it, it, do as I say, so it not is. as I do. That's right. Like, wait, wait, what? Are you, I, I know I'm worth your time. What's going on here? Yeah. Did you lose your phone? Did you drop it in that water on your way in? Like, like, you find that thing and you, you pick it up and you say, hey, I'm sorry. I might have been away from my phone for 30 seconds. I dropped it in the drink, uh, but it's okay. And all is well, Todd. Carry on. That's it. Carry on. But yeah, no, I shot three rounds. First round uh, was a 20. Second round was a, a sad 22 because I dropped my last target for it would have been a 23, but I dropped my last target. So this one is in last. And then I shot uh, Handicap, which is the first time I shot Handicap since the Provincials, and I shot an 18. So not, not terrible. Not bad. I had a good day at the, the club, but that's all I did. Now you're caught up in my life, and I'm interested to see what happened down in uh, St. Thomas Land. Well, and so you know, I'm a storyteller. So no, because <laughs> because I like to talk. So <laughs> I'm going to go into detail, which is I, part of the podcast and the reason we do it. But I'm going to go into some crazy detail, hopefully, and give you what I did that I don't normally do. Because huh. a, you were organized, <laughs> you got up on time, <laughs> well, you had found all your stuff. Yeah, I, and I figured. Oh no! <clears throat> oh, I tell you what, you wait, you wait, Bill. Oh yeah, you <laughs> I, wait. I, I figure, Bill, that he said he's going to tell his story up to a certain point, and then let me tell it. Well, we only got an hour, so I figure by the time he gets done in his detail and his his pickiness here, I'll be telling my next one. You should be so lucky. <laughs> You should be so you pray that that's the case. <laughs> so, so yeah, stay tuned, folks. Here it comes. So we had Scotty and Michael coming with us. And so we're going out to the same woods that that we, we we've been haunting the last year or so 
pretty heavy. I, that's where I shot my bird. It's where I put, I snuck dad and Bill into the bedroom. I mean, this is where the last day last year, I snuck into the bedroom and with them roosted all above me. I mean, five yards in a branch above me. And I had that hen touchdown and I threw my gun up because I thought that was the big Tom that was gobbling above me because I couldn't look up. He was looking straight down on me, gobbling like insane. So I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. And when I heard and I watched this thing soar away from me and go to touchdown at 40 yards, I throw my gun up because as soon as I see a beard, I'm pulling the trigger because I lo- when I was looking up first light and it couldn't really see that I was sitting there below it. It didn't know I was there. It was a big freaking bird. And so this thing, I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking. And as soon as I knew feet are on the ground, look up, put my gun up. It was a hen and it seen me move and it took off and I should have shot it flying away over my head. And this thing was like a condor. I mean, it was, it it, it was insanity. It was like massive. And I just watched it fly away. So I know he's in there. So Michael Scott's nephew has not shot a turkey yet. And so last year we got him his first deer. So it's like, okay, Scotty says, well, I'm going to sit on the edge of the field. I'm like, no, no, no. you need to be in the bedroom. I can sneak you in and Scott said but I've never been in there I don't know where to sit I will sneak you in and then I'll go down and I'll, I'll go sit with that because that I went to bed the night before and hardly could sleep because I'm going in the bedroom where that giant Tom is and I know that's where they are I mean every single turkey in the area for the whole concession goes to this 30 yard 40 yard wide uh, hardwood spot on a ridge and it, it, it's a ridge on three sides. So they, they're just surrounded like a horseshoe and you just sneak in and sit down and then wait. So Scotty said, well, I sit on the edge. I don't know where it is. I said, well, I'll walk you. So when we got there and when we were driving there, Scott drove uh, with his nephew and me and dad drove together because they were going to have to leave because, because Michael had to work. So they might have had to leave early. So we all drove in, in separate vehicles. And we got there. And so when we got out, Scott says, you know what? Michael was saying he, he wants to go in the bedroom. All right. I will walk you in. But we got to be real quiet. Well, by the time we got all our crap around and everything ready to rock, it was starting to get light. It was probably a little too late to walk in because in, in there, you got to go in early before they're awake. And the other kicker is the farm right beside it's got a freaking rooster that <laughs> even in the dark is and waking up everything in the vicinity and and like you're going holy crap like it's five o'clock it's not like you said it's not legal shooting to like 20 after six and this freaking rooster's already going off waking everything up like shut up so it was snuck in we get up there i said to dad you go down we're going to where he him and bill sit typically on the edge of the field which so that's why i say for me i'm in the woods i'm an in the woods hunter because tom's only come in the field if there's a hen to pull him into the field Mark my words when it's mating season. Yeah. Otherwise, they're like big bucks, right? Big, smart Toms. Jake's and, and younger Toms, okay, they're going to come running out in the field. Typically, the big boys are going to stay on the edge of that f- woods looking for danger and stay in the woods. And they will come out if there's a hen. But for the most part, they're going to live in that woods and walk the edges of the woods looking for the hens. So I like to be in the it, up my odds, right? Yeah, you can pull a time out yeah. in, in, the, in the field. But if you're in the woods 20 yards and you can see the field, well, you're going to nail them before they even get to the field and then they're comfier in there. 
They're not. And then I roll with no decoys because I've had them hang up so many times when they see the hen at a hundred and something yards and they're way back. They just stand there gobbling their head off because there's so many hens to Tom is, is my theory that the ratio hens to Tom's that they'll sit there gobbling saying, you come to me hen. I'm right here. I'm not coming any closer. And, and so it drives me insane where if I have no decoy and I call a little bit and they'll stand there gobbling, then you call they can't see the hen. Then they're, they're like, well, why isn't it coming to me? All right. And then they start coming closer, trying to find that hen. And I have them walk right up on me. That's my theory. So I'm totally against that now because I'm hunting a with dad B on the edge of the field. And yes, I, we took decoys, but first off, get Scotty and, and Michael. So I, I sneak them in Well, it's getting light now. By the time we get in there and we got to go through some, some thing, it real quick, real quiet, not breaking branches. And that's a difficult thing being quick, quiet, Two, two, two things that typically don't go hand in hand. So broke a couple branches getting in, but I said, okay, there's, there's the spot. There's a bunch of trees in a circle. You got to sit down right there. And as they walked in and I went to turn to go, one flies away and Scott says, there it goes. And I heard him. And I mean, I was 40, 50 yards away from Scott at that point. And I heard Scott say that. Well, when he said that two more on the other side of him, because he's not hunted there. I know there's going to be 20 turkeys in here. One goes, who cares? Yeah. Let it go. Right. So he says, oh, there it goes. There it goes. As he says that to Michael. Well, then you hear three more go. And at that, a Tom, it sounds off. And I'm like, I got to get the flip out of here. (laughs) So, so I book it out of there and head down to dad. And that's where it left. Can I interrupt you just for one minute? Well, I, you just did. The reason, the reason that I am down below, I already made up my mind. I am not going to try and sneak in there where he likes to go. I am going to uh, go down the bottom below the ridge on the side of the creek in the brush and, and look at this little strip of field that goes right over to the side hill that goes up to the ridge and I want to sit there. And so that's where I am. I go in, uh, head, I leave those guys and I head right down there while Todd's doing all this. So that's why I'm out of the picture right now. Well, he's heading down there because we're a lot quicker. <laughs> so, anyway, and he's carrying a 30 pound freaking director's chair. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. So anyway, so I get out of there and I leave them. I come around. I got to come around a long, big finger. So the field that I dropped Scotty and Michael off is Sorry, about. Did you did you have any um, idea what direction there was two or those birds were for? Uh, going when they went out of the tree. Oh, absolutely. I can see them. I can see the silhouettes. I can watch them. I watched them go. So completely away from us, right? The the exact, yeah, opposite direction, direction, gone. Uh, So, so I get out of there and I go, I go, I gotta go. So the field that, that this little bit of woods, there's the bedroom is off of the ridge. It, that ridge is probably 50 yards up from the field. Dad's in down below, right? So dad's down below this, this, the woods in a, in the same field separated by a long finger in that 50 yard drop off. So I got to walk around that long finger and down to the bottom. And then I go over and me and dad are, are up under a tree and a bunch of brush in front of us, like thorns, thickets, vines up into the tree above us. So it's good cover. And when you're hunting with dad, that's good. He can't sit low. He's got to see, he's got a director's chair, right? One of those big, I think you got the same one. It's got a base. It's got a, four adjustable legs for length so that you're not teetering. You can swivel 360 and, and it looks like a director's chair. 
So they're perfect. Sure. (laughs) I like the (laughs) low laying turkey chairs that are like little beach hammocks. But yeah, I I use that. If I'm deer hunting, I'll use the director's chair in my Taj Mahal. But to pack that in and out on a daily basis, not a chance. I'm sorry, not a chance. Well, <laughs> that low, low turkey chair, that's right. Because these things are 30 pounds plus decoys plus gun. Like it's something anyway. So dad's carrying that. He's he gets down. Well, I come around and he's just trying to get he's making a racket. But anyway, those those turkeys went away. So I get our decoys. I put we have the avian accent and I look at the back of dad's truck when he comes and I said, holy crap. I said, did, did you want to go get the goose trailer and, and, and bring it? <laughs> Here's where, I gotta, laughing. here's where I got to interject again because I was grief. waiting to tell this part because Todd works and I can't get a hold of him. He, he doesn't answer the phone. I have no idea. In fact, uh, he didn't he didn't ever. download his turkey. He didn't un- download his turkey tag until something like midnight that night. So I everything's stored in my shed up above in the in the rafters and I got to get the ladder down and I got to get everything down so I got everything down on the floor of the shed <laughs> and I day. have no idea what he wants to take I got no idea where we're going yet I got no idea how the setup's going to be so we got 11 plus different style turkey decoys so I load them I my day started 40 minutes in the morning earlier than everybody else because I had to go out and load the truck with these decoys and then the the stakes and the blinds and the things that you go around us. 11 turkey decoys oh, yeah. in, the, in the truck. Hey, we got something like seven avian acts and then he's got <laughs> these robotic hens that, that go up and down. We got two of them. We got two spot and stocks with the turkey tails. Three spot and stocks. Yeah, three spot and, and stocks. And a dirty bee that flips and flops with the, with yeah, the line. Like, oh my gosh. And we got so many. It's, and not only that, but I got two of those swivel chairs now for deer hunting. And Todd says, yeah, I might take the other one. So I had to load both 30 pound well, chairs here's the, the problem if i'm sitting with that and i'm sitting in my low turkey chair but we put the blind in that around i can't see so if because he, yeah. he's sitting so high i gotta put the blind up so you can't see him moving and i swear to you i'm bringing him a fidget spinner next time we go <laughs> so i'm i gotta i gotta sit in one too so luckily he's got two of these giant director's chairs so i gotta carry 30 pounds in there with with decoys and my gun so anyway, I get the truck all loaded and finally get it loaded. And now that's why when I drive over, he says, what the hell did you bring? I didn't know what you wanted. There's well, no I could have thrown my gun in the back of the truck. There's no friggin' room. <laughs> so anyway, so we, I said, okay, all we took was an avian X Jake that just stands up and an avian X head that's standing up kind of looking sideways, looking, looking back almost. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's it. Like and we got one the spot and stock just in case. Well, you need and a spot and stock. I always take the spot and stock with the real Turkey tail in. So in case I see one in the field walking away and I can kind of try to put it down, right. Chase it and yeah, they do whatever. Much anyways. No, they're just hollow. So, so anyway, I, I take that and we got some la- ones that are laying down and stuff. And we've talked before about putting all of them out. Like we've had 15 to 20 decoys before two full goose bags full that we've carted in with the turkey chaser golf cart and, and loaded and it works, but it's a lot of work. So we just took in the Jake in the hand because we're sitting on the edge of the field and I've been watching Facebook all week. We're early this year for turkey 
hunting with the the way that the weather's been and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those toms are still pretty aggressive and I'm watching people decoy them in on Facebook. So I'll tell you right now, I mean, on the way home from work tonight in a horse field, there was three toms full strut uh, with, I don't know, six hens. I saw one tonight too on my way home. Yep. It's just, it's weird that it's, they're still like that at this stage of the game. Yeah. Well, and they're like, they're, they're, they're pretty jacked up. Right. So yeah, yeah, they really are. So I thought, okay, then I'm going to put out the decoys because normally I don't, like I said, but I'm I'm on the edge of a field. So I got to pull them in because I don't want to watch them a hundred yards away and calling and they look and there's nothing there because it's a field, not woods and they don't care. So if I'm hunting a field, I'll typically use decoys, but I never do. I always hunt in the woods. So I'm with that. I'm on the edge of the field. All right, let's put them out. So we put them out as we're sitting there. It's now light because I get dad packed up and like everything ready to go get the blinds put out, get the decoys put out. It was already getting light with Scotty. So now we're sitting there and the turkeys start coming awake and dropping out of the trees. Well, the first three or four come from where Scott and Michael are. Like all of them came from where Scott and Michael are. There was probably 15 birds, 20 birds in those trees. And we watch them fly over us way up, just gone. Hen after hen after hen. And then we watch it fly away. Watch it fly away. Well, I heard some and I never seen them. And they weren't, they weren't flapping that that long. I could hear them, but never seen them. So I figured, okay, they dropped straight down and I'm, I'm a expecting a boom from Scott and Michael, or at least expecting to see one pop out. So I'm waiting. I'm calling, I'm calling like a madman, Bill don't even care because last weekend in opening day at trout, I'm on the edge of the, of the river. And I went live. We talked about this and I called a turkey yep. in with my mouth. I never shut up that whole time. I was nonstop. <laughs> Well, I was fishing. And I have a hard time believing this. With my mouth, no call, brought three no, right no, into no. me. That you never kept <laughs> that I never shut the whole up. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, I don't care. I'm calling like crazy because if I'm a jacked, my theory, if I'm a jacked up hen, I'm not over calling. I want you. Let's go, Tom. Bring it in. I want to get you revved up before I can even see you. I want you so jacked up. And that's what I did to those Toms while I was trout fishing. Three of them and their heads were so red. They were so fired up, spitting, drumming, gobbling from me just nonstop with my mouth and no call. Just and I called him in from a ways away, walked right in. So I don't even care. I am not stopping. And I know Scott and Michael are going to be reserved with their calls. So even if they don't like my overcall and they're going to go to them. So right. it's a win-win in my so mind. What was it? Uh, when you said you're calling, you call him slate box. I was on a slate. I was on the slate. Slate call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. Uh, I what wanted are you using a for co- slate this year. Uh, it's a, Oh, what is the brand made here in, in, in Ontario? Turkey stalker. Is that what they, TS? Yeah. Yeah, and it, I won it. So when I when I got in the record book there for the 16th largest tur- Tom shot, um, I I won. I entered and I won this turkey draw, not a draw, but I, I won it for the biggest bird being registered that year. And it was uh, the slate call. I got a hat. Turkey stalkers, the brand. And I got some mouth calls, but that that slate call is really nice. I really like it. Yeah. So I was using it nonstop, just nonstop. Never ever had a gobble, and I figured it's because they could see Scott and Michael. They may even have seen me and Dad setting up down below them. I mean, even though we're like 
200 yards away from Scott and Michael down on the bottom of the ridge and way back away from the woods in the edge of the field. I figured they, could, they, they might even have seen us down there. And so I just didn't stop. It just nonstop called, never had a gobble, watched him fly, had some drop, never seen him. So as we're sitting there, uh, morning goes on. You know, we had Scotty messages me and he says, there's a hen roosted right above you guys. 100 yards in front of us. So I lean over and I, sure enough, one lonely, big, tall, hardwood tree. And there's this big hen sitting in it. And so I looked, well, just as he says that it comes out of the tree and it goes and right behind us is a crick with a with a 20, I don't know, 20, 15 yard hill from that crick that goes up into a field above us. So it went and landed in that field. I said to dad, I'm just going to go cross the creek right below us here and look and see it might've went to a Tom that's sitting there. I'm just going to pop my head up and smoke it. So I dropped down and looked up and it was just the hand that seen me. It ran back towards Scott and Michael. I thought, well, there's another win-win. I pushed it back the other way. Yeah. Right. So it re- yeah. So regardless, we, we sat there. And so from time to time I would drop down and go look up and come back and, and sit back down and looking well, as the morning went on, there is no goblin, there's nothing. And so Scott, Michael, had goblin that where they were because they were up on this ridge and the other side away from us like i said there was there's it's a a three-sided ridge in a horseshoe that they're on so on the other side of them they had goblin which i knew and they had activity all morning they said they had a gobbler come in from at 100 yards but down below wouldn't come up they had one on the left that they didn't see when michael went to call it all of a sudden took off like a shot it was closer than they thought and so they could hear gobbles all morning and come in and go away and come in and go away but that's the problem with the bedroom that's where they roost when they come down they're leaving it and they typically don't come to it so with that I'm sitting there and we got the hen, we got the Jake and I'm just nonstop. And then I stop calling my, I start calling again and nonstop. Well, then dad says to me right there, there's a bird on the edge and right below that tree. There's, there's the ridge and there's the woods right on the edge of the woods where the crick rounds from us. There's a Tom standing, staring right at us. So dad says, call, call. And it's probably a hundred yards away. So I start calling. Well, as I start calling, it turns and starts to walk away and go down the ridge, which it would have to do because there's the crick there. So dad says, gobble, gobble. So I throw down the gobble call. I got a shaker. So it disappears. And I'm thinking, well, it, it could be coming here. It went towards Scott and Michael, but it's got to go that way to get around the creek to come to us, or it's going to go up to Scott and Michael. So I'm sitting there. Well, as that's happening, Scott messages me and says, we just had two hens bust us. And a Tom was on the other side. We didn't see. And it took, it ran. Well, it's not the same Tom that was on that side. Hill, Cause he messaged me right then as that one was disappearing. So there was, two Tom. So I'm thinking, crap, those hens would have went right down to where he was and might've pulled them. They would have paired up. So now I'm gone. calling like crazy. Cause again, I don't care. So I know. And it's so hard to compete with live. live right. And, and right the way I'm staring, waiting for that head to pop out of the woods and into that tall grass. I see movement, <laughs> excuse me, 
I see movement and I realize it's two deer. Tell them about the two deer right Well, there. I'm getting there. So, so yeah, as, as this is going on, dad then taps me. Look at this. Look at it. Cause I'm calling and I'm looking behind us. Cause we got a, a huge field to my left, right. And behind us that it just goes, it's divided by a strip of green. And Scott normally sits at the bottom of that strip of green. And that one strip, it's one row of little tiny shrubs that break here and there and it divides two fields. Scott sits right on that edge at the bottom of this because it's a downslope to where we are and the turkeys cross right there at that bottom little spot. There's no shrubs and they cross between the two fields right there. So I keep looking back as I'm calling. It, it, It absolutely is. So I just keep calling. I'm thinking, I don't even care. I'm competing with hens. So I keep looking back, nothing. So as I'm doing this, dad taps me here, here. Well, I think we got the Tom coming. So I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out where I'm looking for this big black ball of feathers. And so I stop calling and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'll be darned if two bucks don't start coming and they're right in front of us. And I mean, five yards. They walk Come right on, to that close, that close, oh, like unbelievable, in, insane. I thought they were going to walk up and stick their head right through the trees in it. Like right there, five yards. <laughs> and I can't move. I want to go live on Facebook and I can't move. These two bucks with the, the nubs are starting. They weren't real well, old bucks. One was a button buck, but the other one had about four inch thick nubbins. Like they were thick. Already? And four inch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like Holy big balls, smoke. like a, like two fists, take your hands, make them fists. They would be on, on his head. So he wasn't like a massive buck, but I mean, he was, he's a buck, a, a two fists coming out of his head and he they're come up and staring at us right in the eyeballs. And you know, don't look him in the eyeballs. I'm just close my eyes and I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm, I got my hand on my phone on my lap cause I want to go live. And so they finally start to walk sideways to us and I quickly flip it open and I went live on Redneck Country Facebook and filmed them and they come up and start sniffing the Jake or the hen decoy because that's what I had right close to us. Start sniffing that hen decoy all around it and the uh, and the one buck never took his eyes off us, just stood there. And then they went on. It is on such and- an amazement to me that there there is no scent control that anybody in it does for, for turkey hunting. It just doesn't happen, obviously, for, for obvious reasons. You're not, turkeys have no sense of smell, so there's no point having the scent, scent control. But the the fact that they were able to come up and sniff you guys, they, they weren't afraid of you. No. They sniffed your decoy. They yeah. weren't afraid of you. Yeah. So why in deer they, season are they? Well, or, that's exactly right. <laughs> or maybe they are. <laughs> maybe my brother's on to something. Why here. am I, I spending 500 something bucks <laughs> on an Ozonics? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so they did. They came and they hung around for 20 minutes. I mean, I was thinking, they're not leaving. They're not blowing. They're not. They, they started. Once they got, they went past us and they were probably out there at 60 yards. Then they started stomping the ground. After yeah. they went by the hen and sniffed the crap out of it, all three. 60 all the way around it after they went to the Jake and sniffed it and went all the way around it and then walked on. Then they started stomping the ground, but they never did take off. They just walked away. And so that, that to me right there, honestly is it makes the morning. It, yeah, it was pretty cool having them that like five yards. You don't realize yeah. how close five yards is. Like no. that's like <laughs> holy crap! If he kicks us with his hoof, he can reach us. Like yeah, this is Mike Tyson close. standing there staring at us. We we could be in some trouble here. 
Yeah, that's the fight or flight. Right, right how close or... is it before they go too close? Attack! <laughs> but Dad was in front of me, so I had just rolled behind him. Yeah, I'm sure you could run faster. He could push him down right? and run. Right. Yeah. So, and I'd be okay with that. I mean, it was a hunting accident. He went the way he wanted to. Yeah, you don't have to be the fastest; just the second slowest. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a Volkswagen owner. So, yeah. so anyway, they leave. Well, as soon as they're gone, I'm back on the call because hey. We're turkey hunting, man. Why am I caring about deer? We're, we can't shoot them. Yeah. It's turkey time. So I'm right back on. It's like, and I am not stopping it. I mean, I'm just, and I'm throwing everything. And I'm just going and going and going and going. Well, as I'm doing that, all of a sudden I hear behind me, go. That was a turkey, and I turn real slow and look, and it, like, what, Dad, 300 yards away is the edge of that that divider strip mm-hmm. about that. I look, and there's a turkey. And I said, I smacked Dad and said, turkey. And look back, and, and there it is, and it's dark. and I'm But it was doing this, and I'm looking, so I start calling again. And I reach down, and I throw a gobble down. Well, that thing starts running. And I said to dad at that time, this is a Tom. It's a Turk. It's a Tom. It's shootable because it's running at our decoys. Hens typically ain't coming at you running like this. And it's black. I mean, it's dark. And so it's on the run. And so it comes right up to the edge of the field. So dad's on the right side of me and it's coming to my left. So dad can't see it. And I've got to lean out because it's right against the edge of the field running along the tree line. And I said to dad, get your gun up, get ready. It's coming. And so dad gets his gun up. I said, it's got to be a Jake because it was chirping like a hen, like a Tom would have and woke you up. But this thing was just never gobbled. It chirped like a hen and a raspy hen. And so I said, it's, it's a Jake. If you want to shoot, I'm not shooting a Jake, but if you want to shoot a Jake, it's coming. So I'm looking and it's, so dad leans over and he's, Oh, now I see it. So now he had to, let me tell you, Bill, before he put his gun up, he had to see it. Don't trust me and put <laughs> your gun up. didn't believe you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Don't put your gun up. So, and putting his gun up means uh, that get, barrel's right my, beside my head. I'll get my rebuttal here in a minute, Bill. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what I'm thinking. It, everything's got to be thought his way. Uh-huh. It drives me nuts. Because it's the right way. So I was really hoping he was going to join the other two up top, and I'd have it by myself down there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Because that would have happened. Then, oh, then yeah. you would have seen this guy come. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He would have got to him, my peripheral vision. I've seen him. <laughs> what? You're fidgeting. He would have seen no, you. He, no. I was, was blocking you from, I from your movement. So anyway, when he does put the gun up, it is right by my head. I mean, we're sitting beside each other, and he's got to shoot past me. Like, this turkey is, I am blocking the view of this turkey to see Dad because it's right in line. So now Dad... You can take over from exactly. here. Exactly. Thank you. Where <laughs> oh, he's, trust me. Where I'm not touching this story sitting, with a 10-foot pole. He is sitting to my left, and I can't see past him on the left. But in front of him is nothing but real thick brush and trees. And these trees are six and eight inches right in the middle. And the branches and the brush and the vines are growing around him. I cannot shoot through that straight out. I can shoot to the right of that. I can shoot to the left of it, but I can't shoot through it. I don't figure I can I could ever pick a spot through that. I can barely see the decoys. They're they're 
the brush is in front of him. So when he says there's one coming, I'm leaning trying to see it. And he says, put the gun up. I don't know. Do I put it in front of him? Do I put it behind him? Because I'm going to be, if I put it in front of him, I'm not going to be able to shoot until that bird is right at the Jake decoy and right at the edge of that real thick stuff. So when I see him coming, I realize, no, it's got to be behind him. So I, so I said to him, lean forward and I push him forward. So he crouches down. Then I lift the gun up and I put it behind him and I got it to my shoulder. So I pick my phone up and I get redneck country Facebook because we're about to go live and I'm firing that up as fast as I can because this thing's closing the gap. I mean, he's running stops, run stops. And, you know, they do that side shuffle, that side run like they want to come kick its butt. Right. Yeah. Kind of half puffed and all. I'm, I'm, I'm big, bad. I'm mean. That's what it's doing. So carry on, Dad. So when he finally comes into my full view. He has got his head down low on the ground. He is kind of hunched shoulders. I don't know how do you describe it. Like he, he was going to whoop butt, man. He was coming in he half was, puffed. He was motoring and head down. I had no shot. And luckily, he stopped just before he got to the Jake. Probably, what, 10 yards from the Jake? Yep. And he stopped to the left of most of this, this um, these bushes and, and small saplings and stuff that were out in front of us. And he lifted his head. And I went, perfect. He was within 20 yards, I figure, right? 20, 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was close. He was close. I brought the gun up. I put the gun where the neck joined the body. Kawam! And immediately, the wings came right out. And I thought, I smoked him. He went straight up in the air. He jumps in the air a good eight feet in the air. And I follow up with my gun. and But he's going forward while he's going up. And now he's right in the thick of the, all the branches. And I can, I can just see a blur of him going through. And he comes down just the other side of the Jake, right behind all this stuff. And I got no second shot and he's running away. And Would so it? he's running away and Todd, he emptied his gun. I threw my phone down. My gun's leaning I, against a tree. So straightened right up. Cause Cause there's there's because, no reason for me to have my gun. This no. thing is 20 yards. But when I shot, Todd straightened right up and the bird went up and I followed him. And now when he come down, Todd has straightened up. He's in front of me. Todd's in front of me. He's reaching for his gun. The brush is in front of me. And this, all I know is this bird's running away and he's just a blur. I can't see it through there. So, so it's I just taken sat off there and, and waited. And Dad wants to tag a Jake. He's going to tag a yeah. Jake. So I'm fumbling. Let me, my, let me, let me. Oh, go good grief. Because I made my mind, I'm, my mind going in. Like, uh, I do a lot of hard walking, a lot of hard carrying. It's getting tough for me. And I thought, you know what? If I get a chance at a Jake, I'm going to fill a tag with a Jake because it's meat on the table. And I can then I can beg off and these guys can go and hunt hard for their big toms. And I don't have to go three times a week and every day. I can sleep in a little more because by the time I get home, I am so beat. I have to sleep half the afternoon or I can't even stay awake for <laughs> Which supper. Which is tough for a retired guy, right? I'm trying to find time <laughs> yeah, for a nap. I mean, wait till you're 75, Todd. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So I said, I already made up my mind. If this And this bird was a good-sized bird. It was no skinny little Jake. It was a good-sized bird. It had a four or five-inch beard. It I was never a nice did, Jake. Yeah, yeah, but it was good size, and he was really dark. And I thought, okay, he's going down. And I shot, and all I know is he went up in the air, come down, he's running away. So, Todd, so you— So he's running away. I'm live on Facebook. I'm like— 
oh, it's running away because I I, st- I I lean straight up so I could film this thing fly up in the air. I figure it's going to hit the ground flopping and it hits the ground running. Well, now I'm like, I don't even have my gun in my hand. I got a phone in my hand. I, my, I drop my phone, brand, my brand new Samsung S22 Plus, hits the dirt. I reach around, grab my gun. I got a log in front of that, so I got to bring it around. I pull it up through the thick crap. It's it's now, I don't know how far away. And I just go, wham! And the dirt lights up behind it. Okay, lead it more. Go, wham! And the dirt lights up in front of it. And then the third shot, I mean... That's 80 yards, and I just let her rock at it because I thought, I don't care. It's a shell. And I let that go, and I watched him run away. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting wow. there thinking, Todd says, how did you miss? I said, I didn't miss, Todd. I was right on that bird, like at under like well, 15 then, yards. It's super yards, bird 15. because at 20 yards, it's eaten. I, I didn't miss, Todd. Five, six, that seven back. blended shot, three and a half inch. Like, how? How does that, that happen? That bird was almost straight on. Neck at body, like uh, I had to hit somewhere, body, uh, somewhere, neck, but somewhere. I mean, I didn't miss Todd. So let me tell you, he did. He says, he says, oh yeah, look. (laughs) And I said, what am I looking at? What, six yards in front of us? Six yards. Here's this inch and a half sapling. He cut in half. Right in (laughs) half. (laughs) The sapling came up and the end of it was the whole brunt of that pattern. And you ever, you know how hard it is to cut a tree in half with a shotgun? And well, it's, yeah. when you're shooting in a super full turkey choke with, with what five, six, seven blended shot, there. three and a half inch. He cut that that sapling in half. It, it, it was all splintered coming out of the ground, and then the end was all splintered. The top and, half was held up by vines, and, and the, the bottom half was wow. still on the ground. So and it the was top just half cut was, right in yeah, half. And the top half was laying off to the side in the vines, and that end of that was all splintered and everything. Just laying in the vines. I uh, took a picture of it. So my, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'll send I, it to I you. didn't become yeah. the almost guy. I became Jack, short for lumberjack. <laughs> did you think you thought about that since Saturday, didn't you? No, I just made that up just for the further moment. Yeah, I do have a mind if you let me work it. I disagree. <laughs> I, uh, it, it, what I took out of that story was a little bit different too. That uh, a good guide would have set you up better. Yeah, he picked his spot, not me. He was already there. That's his and Bill's spot. You got to come to my spot. That, yeah, that's my spot. That's my spot. But doggone, I, when well, I put the gun Now up, he can shoot that way because he's cleared a little bit of brush out. Yeah. That's this what it took, I guess. And, I, <laughs> and then I cleared a little bit more. <laughs> and I thought, I did not see that sapling when I put the gun up and I had it on that turkey. I did not see that sapling. I just saw that bird. And you do, right? Like, it's the same for deer hunting. When you got a, a sapling like that, that close in front of you, you're looking past it at the, you're looking at your target. Yeah. You're not well, seeing it, what's it, between that and your target. Yep. You were laser focused on putting that bead right where it needed to go on the, that bird's yeah. head. And, and I thought, thought, okay, if I put that bead right where I wanted it, how come I didn't see the sapling and move right or left? I mean... I don't know. That's true. That's a good point, too. I don't know how you missed it, if that's the case. I have no idea. I just <laughs> no know comment. that. Yeah, that sapling was at five, six yards at the most. And I. You know what's right great, now. though, Bill? 
What's that? That we can laugh about it. I mean, you and I, I don't know if dad's laughing about it, but <laughs> you and I can I laugh about it. I sat there dumbfounded and Todd says, good thing it was a Jake, not a great big Tom. <laughs> what do you mean good thing it was a Jake? Because there's a record bird in that woods. I don't care. I Trust yeah. me, I've got the 16th largest. It's in the record book. This one that I seen last year is bigger than that, Jack. I'm telling you that there is a giant trophy bird in this bush. I and already made my mind thank up. Thank goodness that wasn't it. I, well, I already made my mind up. I'm going to take take a Jake. and I mean, it was still disappointing. That You're going to take a I bearded hen? Happening. No, no, no. Oh, no, we won't do a bearded hen. No, no. but I, I made up my mind that I was going to take a Jake if it presents itself. I mean, I feel yeah, like there's not? a whole lot I mean, of gender assumption Jake. going on right here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was disappointed that I hit the sapling, but I mean, it's better than missing completely or not knowing what you happened. But anyway. Well, yeah, at least you got a, a good understanding that it wasn't you. Yeah. Well, Pattern's pretty good. Pattern's pretty good at six yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that bird ever made it to six yards, I think you'd have no problems. But oh, you'd be picking its head up off the ground. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'd I'm be like a guillotine. Based on that story, there, I'm surprised you, uh, you you'd let it get that close, Todd. Well, because it's a Jake. I ain't shooting it. Dad couldn't no, see it. I guess that'd be well, the only reason. It's gotta why be that close for that Dad close. to see it. No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's 75 to hear it go. It's 25 to see it. That's the yardage grouping when you're hunting with dad. No. A good guide knows his hunter. No. (laughs) What happened was it was running along the edge, and it was really thick and deep along the edge, except where I walked in to get behind this stuff. So it had to come out. It ran out from behind that stuff. And if it hadn't stopped when that thick stuff ended and before the thick stuff in front of me started i wouldn't have had a shot if it ran right up to the jake i wouldn't have had a so shot so let me tell you though it and and take the, this is a takeaway from my theory and i i use it for deer hunting too because you'll sit down in some thicket and think oh do i have a shot well i've only got a shot there and I, let me tell you it's better to be well hidden and have a chance than yes. to be not hidden and don't have a chance Yep, I would agree with that too. Pick your spots, yep. you know. You, you had a know where you got to stop. A, it. moment, yep. you, you you didn't see it, but for the most part, you had yourself prepared into a spot where you you, you were concealed. That bird never saw you, so got him it's to kind of a, kind of a win. Got him as close as you needed to get him. And unfortunately, Mother Nature protected itself in other ways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But I will say, Bill, that there was a lot of movement on my behalf through the morning. So leading up to that, when people think, oh, I don't want to move, I'm going to mess it up. Here's another deal. You know how we always say make it happen, right? I'm not afraid to make it happen. Within 45 minutes of first light and those turkeys, what I didn't say was I was on the move. I was checking fields. I was up checking that field. And then Scotty said, you know, hey, we just had a Tom leave us and go the exact opposite direction. And I said to Scott, should I go? He said, he just texted back. Yes, I was gone, man. I'm a dad. I'll be back. I grabbed that spot and stock and I headed down. And he to, cut right across that open spot where that bird came from and into the bush and up that side hill and over into the next. I field. mean, I was traipsing all through there. I went and three he times. Came, he Oof. came back the same way and had to cross right through that open field and sit down. And three that times. bird still came there. Three times. Yeah. I went through yeah, that three that, times. That's a good, good note, too, because uh, I did the same. Not not to that extent, because I'm hunting by myself. I don't want to leave my stuff too, much, too far. But when that bird that I was, was hunting, uh, those two birds did not come in. I got up and moved closer to them. And then I, I called and then I went in the opposite direction and I called again to try to give it the impression that you were I'm coming. Oh, right. that you were coming. I was coming closer, called first, and then I called 
uh, further await it as like, okay, I made it this far. Now I'm leaving. Yep. If you want to come any closer that you got to close the distance. You know? I've heard of that you strategy. Gotta you got a buddy and when one hangs up, that buddy takes off and goes away and keeps calling and walking away That's like true. it's leaving. I, I've heard true. of that. I've never tried it, but I yeah. will say I get nervous doing what you did. So if, if I've got them gobbling, I don't know really how close they are and how much vision they got. I've, it busted more times than I can say trying to get myself closer versus calling them in. Now, yeah. if they're going around or walking away, all right, I'm going to try and head them off. I know the bush I hunt well enough that I know where they walk. I know the little ravines and the dips and the rolls that I can try and keep myself hidden. And that's exactly what I do. And I, Scotty, they had those three or four times and he messaged me. They're going the other way going the other way every time he did. All right, I'm going to head him off. And I'd fire down to that, to that row, that, that, that bush road where I just said that, that, that Jake came over and I'd run up that edge. And then I'd cut over to the bush that Scotty and Michael were sitting in and sitting that finger on a little knoll where I, I knew I could get to that. They wouldn't see me if they were in the woods and then sat there calling a little bit, never had nothing come for 20 minutes. All right. Go back down and hang out with dad. Yeah, Scotty would message me yeah. again. Another turkey just took off the same way. Another time. I'm gone. Out and away I go. And so uh, not a problem. To me, you got to do that to make it happen with turkey hunting or it's going to get real boring and you got to keep it fun. It's not deer yeah, hunting. I think so too. And, and that, that's a big takeaway for everybody that's listening to it's, it. It's not conventional. The turkey hunting, we've said this a lot of times, making it happen doesn't mean sitting there all morning and just calling, you know. And so many food. do that, right? Because that's the TV way. You sit there and you call yep. and you call and you call and you hope one comes in and it works. I mean, you look sure at you look at the Facebook post and you see those guys are sitting up on roosted birds and the more that morning it just so happened that they came to the call other times yep. we talk about it what makes them go the other way when you're sitting on a roosted bird no clue right hens pull them the other way well at that you're sitting there they just left so you could sit there all stinking morning and hear gobbles way off or you can go to the gobbles and try to try to head them off but you got to know a bit of the land to make it happen right but yep. that that's my gig i'm gonna make it happen man i'm gonna be all over that place so hunting with people it, it makes it easier like i got eyes up top scotty's like hey we're sitting here and one just went that way all right you guys sit tight i'm going around you and i'm either gonna push him back to you or i'm gonna call him in that's it and then this saturday morning i'm um uh that's coming up i'm gonna do exactly the same thing as i did last year is i'm gonna start in the same spot as I did last year, which is the uh, poison ivy patch. <laughs> I'm going to start over in the same <laughs> Right places. in the same area? You're going to set yep. up right in the same spot? <laughs> Pretty much. It's too early in the season, I think, for poison ivy, or I'm hoping so anyway. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. So, I think it will be, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to set up in the poison ivy patch because that's where I typically hear birds, but always have been, well, that's not true, except for one year. They've always been across the road, so pulling them across the road is next year possible from where I am. Yeah. But it's it's a you know it's a dirt road. But anyways, uh, if it's the same scenario as it was Saturday, I'll pick up. I won't have my decoys on Saturday. I'm not going to take decoys in the woods because I'm going to be on the move, and I'm going to just try to make it happen by going around the bush calling, seeing if I get some shot gobbles or or whatever. If nothing happens first later, I'm not sitting on birds. Like the fifty fifty chances that I will be. I'm going to make it happen by moving around that bush. Right on. So, 
Well, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of chancy because it's a public bush. <laughs> so I got to be really careful as to what my surroundings are and make sure if there's a little bit of orange on me while I'm moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, extreme hunting. Live on the, live yeah, on the edge, yeah, buddy. Well, it's, it's, my family's one hunting accident away from paying off the house. Yeah, and, and I'm else, not so. sure many people die from shotgun blasts. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uncomfortable, weird. but I'm not no. sure many die. I'm just hoping there's going to be a sapling in front of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I always call it the base of it. You know, I don't call it in the middle of a path. Let's put it that way. I always stand up against a tree before I do make my You're calls. No, no, don't keep moving. <laughs> no, no, but I don't know. Well, you guys going to be able to get out before the weekend hits? Or, I'm hoping. Or, I'm hoping. I'm trying to figure out when, where, how. But today was a write-off, but we'll see. Yeah, weather wasn't great today. Anyways, we're sitting out in the bush here. Yeah, anyways, true. Drizzly and but they were out on my way home. I seen them. Well, like, yeah, I had to go in the true. office today for the first time in a long, long time. And on my way home, I seen them out strutting. It is. Uh, it is a season. They're, they're they're out no matter what. Yeah, actually, on the way to work this morning, I did see birds. In actually, yeah. spots I haven't seen birds in a while. So kind of interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Well, maybe just maybe my brother will get out this weekend, and maybe next week uh, he'll have a story for us if all hopes are. Yeah, right on. And you got to come down so, and join us too. Hey, you know what? If the gas prices weren't a dollar ninety something, uh, here, dude, you drive a I'd Volkswagen. You may have to leave Wednesday for to be here for Saturday, <laughs> but I'm not sure it'll cost you that much. Can you smack him, please? Come on, go to whack. If I thought it would make any difference, I'd. I'd you know, let you do that on a more frequent basis, but <laughs> hasn't anyways. worked in forty something years now. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, good talking to you, Bill. And you. I look forward to your messages through the week. Yeah, I'll, I'll message you throughout yeah. the week. Don't forget you know your water. Yeah, don't forget your water pill. Don't forget it's Mother's Day this weekend coming up too. Ooh, is it? Yes, Ooh. Sunday. That, that's your advanced uh, redneck country. Uh, uh, you know, I'm glad you said warning. something. I'm glad you said something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. Got to get myself something nice. Good. I mean, yeah. I mean, my mom and wife. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, take care, gentlemen. Yeah, have a good Bill. So long. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy, Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>